Join us this week as we discuss our adventures in breastfeeding. And we have a little bit of housekeeping about why we were missing last week. So it's time to lock the bathroom door, pour a glass of wine, and take a deep breath. Welcome back, ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird week last week. Yes. Hey, how you doing? My body hurts still. <laughs> so, for everybody who is wondering and who is not in our MeWe page, I decided to go visit my aunt in Springfield, Illinois last Monday, which is a 72-mile drive. I drove up there. It was fine. On the way back, there was sleet, freezing on my windshield, slowly encroaching on my line of vision for 30 miles out of 72, which means what usually takes me about an hour and 20-minute drive took me two and a half hours. I was late for a recording and so shaken up by the time I got back that we called it for the night because I was in no shape to be recording after all of that, and I'm still in pain because I was so tense trying not to kill myself or my small child driving home when maybe I should have turned around and gone to my grandma's, but I don't want to listen to my dad complain that I shouldn't have come up to begin with and blah, 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 blah. Y'all have, y'all probably have parents, you know how this story goes. Yeah. So, we're going to pick up where we should have been last week, which is our adventures in breastfeeding. And two of us have breastfed Yay. in the past. Yay! And one of us is currently breastfeeding. As usual, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We may be the holy trinity of mothers, but we are not the be-all, end-all <laughs> of anything, please find a lactation consultant, an IBCLC, or your general physician for any specific questions that don't have to do with, my child has kicked me in the face, and how did that happen while they're breastfeeding? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Me and Xandria's breastfeeding journey was something else, because it took her over a month to regain her birth weight, which was scary. But it happens. I think we've talked about this before a little bit, before Letty joined us. It was a positioning problem. Because position matters. Size may not, but position does. Mm -hmm. As in most things. <clears throat> I made Cecily snort. It's like Ray making a sex joke. Wow. Okay. Occasionally happens. That's okay. You missed <laughs> you missed me and Darian's uh Zoom Bardic circle, because you guys don't do Zoom Bardics for SEA stuff. And um I was like, I need to go find some fingering yarn. Shut up, Darian. Because 
I have met Darian. Well, I haven't met him in person, but I know him well enough to know that he cannot, uh, <laughs> he cannot refuse a good innuendo joke. He gets me laughing quite often with innuendo jokes. I'm just not necessarily known for making them. Doesn't mean I don't. So, yes. And, Cecily, I know you, you formula-fed Patrick, didn't you? Because you know the entire he's going to college before he gets out of the NICU thing. Well, actually, that didn't have anything to do with it. It was the fact that he would aspirate just straight breast milk, and the easiest thing to thicken it with is rice cereal, and breast milk will break down rice cereal, and so rice cereal and breast milk won't do anything. It was like a combination of uh, 40 milliliters breast milk, 60 milliliters formula, and two scoops of rice cereal. Oh, man. And so I was pumping all the time. And when it became very clear that I could not possibly keep this up, pumping was literally the only thing I could drop. <laughs> so I dropped that. <laughs> Oh. My mom wasn't terribly happy, but we all live. Well, it's not like formula is the best thing. It happens, like, my sister-in-law, her, he's almost two now, so obviously he's not on formula anymore. But he was on formula because she just couldn't breastfeed. She produced just fine, but it caused her a lot of pain. And Ooh. she tried everything. Her mom was up there for over a month, and I was giving her all the tips I could possibly think of, and she was seeing a lactation consultant and an IBCLC, and just nothing was making it less than excruciatingly wow. painful. So she was very, very upset. But these things happen. And if breastfeeding is painful, obviously pumping is also painful. Yeah. I mean, even I did not like pumping all that much. I actually got way better results hand expressing but I did that for all of like two months and then I dropped it because I'm a stay at home mom I don't really have a use for breast milk in my freezer as a matter of fact I still have breast milk in my freezer she just turned five so, yeah I had like three months worth <laughs> my mother was like can we get rid of this and I just said no leave me two pouches for milk baths and the rest can go I think two is all I have. I mean, not only do I have breast milk in my freezer, I have a placenta in another freezer because we have three freezers in our, four freezers in our house. You like how I had to pause and count? <laughs> you know you're a prepper when you're not sure how many freezers are actually in your house. Yeah. It's in the very small, like, mini-fridge-sized deep freeze. I know, because last time I was in there, I went, Oh, look, a placenta! <laughs> which was, like, two years ago, because I don't go in that freezer, which means the stuff in there needs to be pitched, but... Jason doesn't like pitching things. So, I haven't done it. It involves me going through things when Jason's not home. Which involves the energy to do that. Which ain't happening in the middle of winter. So, yes. And Letty is still breastfeeding. Tell us, how is that going, yep. Letty? <laughs> Let's see, he's, he'll be three in May, so we're at 33 months. 
Um, it's going to be, he nurses for a little bit at nap time, and then he rolls over and falls asleep on his own, and then bedtime nurses rolls over and falls asleep on his own, and then when he wakes up in the morning, he'll nurse for a little bit. Like, I'm so touched out, so I'm just like, now I'm at that point where we'll just stop and, be, and say, okay, it's time to roll over and go to bed, and he'll look at me and cry a little bit, and then it just like, no, it, it's bedtime, kiddo. <laughs> yeah. And to let you guys know what is but, absolutely I mean, normal, because being touched out is normal, my husband would look at my boobs and I'd be like, no. Oh, same here. <laughs> Don't look at them. Do not think about them. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> they, they don't exist. No. I I know I am topless. Go away. Yes. I apologize. I have absolutely no idea what that beeping just was. It was upstairs. And I don't know what it was. I'm guessing the washing machine got run or something. I don't know. But I know the the, the cat getting touched out. It's like yeah. I my ex fiance's uh, baby's mama was like, I wouldn't breastfeed. Breasts are a sexual object, and that's gross. And I found while breastfeeding, my breasts are not a sexual object. That's gross. No, I think I think the the biggest myth that people keep saying to me is, well, any mother who breastfeeds after six months or a year, it's all about them and it, it's for their satisfaction. I was like, yeah, no, 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 not no. satisfaction out of this. Like, I look at it and it's the best way to feed my child. It's the best way to enhance his immune system. But yeah. I mean, my kid has not had a cold, hasn't been sick at all in almost three years, so. Yeah, Zandria. Zandria went to the hospital a couple of times because we were worried about her hydration levels and she might have a bladder infection. It was nothing both times because new moms freaking out. But the only time she has been certifiably sick was her birthday last year. She had both flu A and flu B for her birthday, and that was the first time she had ever actually been sick. Wow. I did not know you could have two flus at the same time. How do they even know that? Because when they run the test, it comes back positive for both. That is so weird. It's not common, but it it does happen. It's not super uncommon. It's just most people don't usually pick up both strains at the same time. I caught one of the strains. It was I was better before she was, though, which is amazing because I got sick after she did. By about two days and I was wow. better about two days faster and that ladies and gentlemen is why taking a zinc ionophore is a good idea like say Q-certain love my zinc hydroxychloroquine like now you're just talking crazy right <laughs> so I talked to um, my my in-law's friend up country and me and him are both on hydroxychloroquine and we're both on the same dose and it's a lot it's 400 milligrams a day. It's not a small amount of hydroxychloroquine. And he goes, yeah, I was reading this study, and it's like, people on hydroxychloroquine just don't get colds. And I thought about it. I used to get two colds a year. Would you like to know how many colds I've had since I started hydroxychloroquine two years ago? Is it none? It's zero. It's zero. The closest thing I've had to the cold was the flu. Nice. 
and I got it two days after Xandria and when I was better sooner. So, talk about strange things. I am not saying to take hydroxychloroquine. I am not saying that this is anything but anecdotal evidence. I'm just saying that's kind of interesting. It certainly makes me feel I've better. read a really interesting theory that um, taking hydroxychloroquine for malaria as, like, a normal matter-of-course thing that you do might be why African countries aren't seeing nearly as much COVID problems. Because everyone's already taking that. Well, everywhere but malaria. the United States, it's over-the-counter. It's a prescription in the United States, but almost everywhere else, it's just an over-the-counter vitamin. Oh. So, it's not... It's... I am not saying that there are not potential major side effects of hydroxychloroquine. When there are, that's why I have blood tests, because I take a lot daily for two years. And my GP asked me, he goes, so when are they going to take you off of that? And I looked at him quizzically and I said, never. They don't take you off of that once they put you on that, unless you start having a problem. Because what they found is... After Korea or Vietnam, I think, and it may have been World War II, but I'm going to say Korea or Vietnam, my knowledge on this is pretty tangential, which is why I'm not a doctor. I'm a housewife. Um, you just play it on TV. Nah, not even then, man. Not even then. Even my persona is not a doctor or an herbalist. Like, they found that troops who were returning, who had been taking it as an anti-malarial, their inflammation levels were lower, which is why the um, VA is they prescribe some of the highest amounts of hydroxychloroquine because they're like, oh, <laughs> this lowers inflammation. Ooh, this helps arthritis and lupus. Yeah, we're going to do that. Which is wonderful because it's That's safe awesome. for pregnancy. Because I just double checked with my uh, with my rheumatologist because I hollered over the counter at lovely nurse Leslie and I said, "Am I okay for the hydroxychloroquine if I get pregnant?" And she goes, "Yep." Awesome. <laughs> well, we had had this discussion two years ago because we were planning on planning on having another one, and I said, "Whatever we put me on, it needs to be okay for pregnancy because while I have an IUD right now and." I don't know if I'm going to get pregnant again. I don't want to ch to shut that door until we're sure. So, yes. I do not know if it's okay for breastfeeding yet. I have to ask. I think it's probably fine. I will suffer daily in pain and let my husband wash my hair in order to breastfeed my child. Which is what we were having to do before I went on any medication. Because I can't raise my arms above my head without my meds. So, back to breastfeeding. Was it, Letty, was it you who I gave the advice about teething breastfeeding to? Because I can't remember who I gave it to. I think it was I've you. I've had so many people give me the same exact piece of advice, and I'm pretty sure you're one of them. Okay. When they bite, pull them in. Yes. So if you are breastfeeding, yeah, they can't breathe. They open their mouth and then you remove the boob. 
But within tw- I I found within 24 hours of a new tooth there was no more problem. It's more like there's yeah, this I thing mean, in my mouth and I don't know what to do with it. I always know when my little guy's got a new tooth. He's done how he is when we're nursing and he's got a new molar coming in. And I I thought I spotted it the other day, but then today while we were nursing, I was like, oh yeah, you're nursing funny. You got that tooth coming in. Yeah. <laughs> he should be just about done. But if like... Oh, he's very, very delayed with all of his teeth, so... Oh, that happens. I was too. I'm delayed with having all of my teeth pulled out at this point, but, you know, we do what we can. Well, here's a funny thing. Well, little man has had four teeth pulled, and Poor actually, kid. like, the best thing that I could have done was be breastfeeding, because it really made the whole him dealing with losing those teeth a lot easier than if he were not nursing. I feel so bad for him. Oh, I just don't, I don't like that much that's not a judgment against you that's a judgment against dentists like i understand why and i know why you had it done it's just like (sighs) but my first thing is how much is it going to cost to save it at this point though i don't really care yeah like we had the first one pulled and then we had the second one done nine months later after doing everything we could just well the next three we did everything we could to save those three and this wasn't working so it happens. It does. It happens. I still have to get Zandria to oh, a dentist. If <laughs> you're the mom. And it's not because of breastfeeding. People are stupid. Oh, I. that was another thing. People were like, you need to stop nursing because you're ruining his teeth. And I was like, false. <laughs> I clarified that with both his doctor and his dentist. It's not from nursing. Breast milk does not pull in the mouth. And breasts do not just give you milk if you're not actively trying to get it. That's just not how that works, unless you're a mother of a newborn whose body still has not figured out this letdown reflex and you've squirted your husband from across the room. (laughs) Man, I didn't regulate. Like, I didn't stop, like, leaking until he was almost nine months old. I had to wear milk savers on my way to and from work every day because I would leak so much on the... The only, like commute to work, it was horrible. The only time I would leak and the worst leak I ever had was on the chiropractor's table. He adjusted <laughs> my back and my shirt was soaked. He goes, well, that's a good adjustment. And I'm like, yep, so sorry. <laughs> it was great. I went to see him last Friday because I was, I've been hurting because that drive being tense like that, and I have ribs that go out of place, and arthritis in my shoulders. So, like, it was gnarly, and it was bad. And I waited till Friday to go see him, because I'm lazy. And I told him, I said, you know what, Adam? I think I saw you five years ago today. <laughs> and he looks at his receptionist intern, he goes, see, I told you. I said, yep. <laughs> I called him. On the 13th of February, and I said, Adam, or on the, I'm sorry, it was the 12th of February, and I said, Adam, I am afraid that I have completely wrecked your adjustment, because I, I had a baby yesterday, and, and do you have an appointment so I can come in so you can fix me again? <laughs> he adjusted me on the 10th. I went into labor that night. Nice. 
Actually, I think he may have adjusted me on the 9th, and I went into... I go into... Yeah, I started labor on the 10th. I started leaking fluid at, like, 5 a.m. You got adjusted that you had the baby, so... Yes. Like, with... Within 24 hours of the adjustment, my labor started. He goes, my adjustment was so good, it brought forth life. And I said, yes, it did. <laughs> That's the only, and funnily enough, that is the only time my lower back has ever moved for him. It does not move. Ever. It mo- The only time he has ever adjusted my lower back was right before I gave birth. <laughs> Which is funny. Whether or not it brought forth the life doesn't matter. The story is well worth it. <laughs> and she is his is. F- and she is his first practice baby. Aww. Which I think is super cool. Because we started mm-hmm. seeing him right around the time we got married. So, yeah. That first 24 hours, though. I know your first 24 hours, Cecily, you don't remember. <laughs> Poor Cecily. <laughs> nope. Probably not either time, really. Like, mm, Oh, no, the second time was fine. Oh, okay. The second time I was, like, I don't know, a veteran. <laughs> a veteran like, who, yes, who did who... I know. Give me the breast pump. I'll call you when I get something. Yeah. the The veteran who was like, this is not happening right now. This is not happening. No. We're not having this baby right now. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, that was Patrick. No, no. The we're not doing this was B. That was B. The not remembering anything was Patrick. Was Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. I remember. Yes. I'm the first... Of the Holy Trinity of Moms. I remember, so you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) And if you know what that's from, geek points to you. Um, It's paraphrased, but you know. But like the first 24 hours was horrendous for me. Because it's like I've been given this small child, Jason sleeping in the living room because I couldn't sleep in the living room. And I'm sleeping on two beds in the bedroom on the floor. Because that's what we had was an ocean of bed. And very little floor. And she's screaming. And she's screaming. And obviously my breast milk hasn't come in. And we're trying to nurse. And she's screaming. About three in the morning, I tried to burp her. Because it finally occurred to me. Because it took all night for it to occur to me. And then she burped and then she was fine. I'm like, the hell? (laughs) It took about 26 hours, I think, for it to come in. But we were nursing constantly. Oh, God. My midwife told me, that child moves. Put a boob in her mouth. Awake, asleep, don't care. She moves, you put a boob in her mouth. Which, to be fair, is the best way to get your body to start going, oh, right, baby, yes, milk, need to do this thing. So, yes, back to what I was asking Letty about. If you have a baby... Who is teething or is about to start teething and you are worried about what's going to happen when they get teeth because like my grandma was useless for this. She thought if a baby had a tooth it was uh you you no longer breastfed. Not knowing that, you know, some children are, are some children are born with teeth. Oh god, could you imagine having a newborn like you're just learning how to like first time mom just learned how to breastfeed. 
And your baby has teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that usually doesn't end up well for the kid. <laughs> but it does happen. I think it's pretty rare. I'd have to look it up. But, like, if you're worried about it, if they bite you, you just take their head and push it into your boob and they will immediately let go. It's like a Chinese finger movie. trap. You don't pull apart, <laughs> you push it together. It seems counterintuitive, but if you pull, you're going to hurt. You, you're, so you're not going to pull. Do not pull. Do not ever pull. It will hurt so much to. worse. Yeah, you're going to want to. You you have to retrain yourself. If they bite, you push in, you don't pull out because what you're going to do is sink their teeth into your boob and that's not pleasant. My other tip for And it, it does not does not feel good to nerd or to because at that point, like if you get like a nice big old tear on the yeah. teeth, you don't want to have to pump on that because it hurts. Oh <laughs> I I didn't pull, but he bit down at one point and like I went for a week, I was like, I, I gotta pump this week, like I I can't it's like I, I cannot nurse you this week, kiddo. I was so confused, but then the following week everything was much better. So we went back. We went right back to nursing, and he was yeah. fine. I found Lanisol. It's L A N S I N O H. Lanisol is like if you're not allergic to lanolin, is the best stuff ever. Because when I was first, so I didn't like that. I got the Earth Mama nipple butter. That would probably work too. Do you have to rinse that stuff off? Because the Lanoso, you don't have to. Lanoso, you don't have nope. to. Okay. Be um, whatever the, uh, you the use. Earth Mama, it's complete. It's all natural. So. Yeah. So is a Lanoso, even though it's like commercially produced, but whatever. Um, like whatever you use, don't use Vaseline. You're gonna have to rinse that shit off. And let me tell you, as a new mom. With a breastfeeding and with a breastfeeding newborn, the last thing you want to do is add another step into this shit. Yeah. Do not add have to rinse boob before breastfeeding. So like. Oh god, no. Check it. It'll tell you Even if you have to. Yeah. Oh god. I do not miss sleep regression and cluster feeding. Always go. Oh, somebody's having a yes, learning yes. or a growth so spurt. So many people. I me, I had to stop because like. I just wasn't producing anything and like he kept wanting to nurse and I wasn't giving him anything and I'm just like oh my god that was that's so normal it's cluster feeding you just you just gotta suck it up and just they're gonna live on your boob like they're gonna live on the boob like that's what happens during cluster feeding do not stop because that's like make it or break it time for breastfeeding yeah and so many women like they think that oh my god my baby's not getting fed like he or she like he, he's always nursing like what what's wrong with me I, I can't feed my baby perfectly normal going if you are concerned lactation consultants your local lha league your depending on the type of pediatrician you have your pediatrician ask like i was like xandria doesn't seem to be getting enough she's not gaining her birth weight back i'm concerned my midwife said well because she was a lactation consultant, so she helped us as much as she could. And when we were still having problems, she... Well, she she was a La Leche leader, is what my midwife was. So when she couldn't think of anything, she said, it might be a tongue tie. Go to this pediatrician who's an IBCLC. 
who spe- I think I've talked about her before, Dr. Growie. She specializes in tongue-tie releases with a laser. People come from out of state to have both infant, child, and adult tongue-tie releases done by her. She is, like, top of her field, and she's 30 minutes up the street. So we uh, we went to her, and she was like, you need a breastfeeding pillow. You need this breastfeeding pillow. No problem. Bought the breastfeeding pillow. No problem. Turns out, even though your boob is big, you're likely it's a positioning problem, and you probably need a pillow. <laughs> Which is the My Breast Friend Which pillow. Which pillow did you use? My Breast Friend. I had two of them. I may have had three of them at one point. I don't have any now because they've all gone to different people who had babies. But they were... I also had like a boppy or something, but I did not like it as much. It wasn't as firm. So I really liked that one. And I love my boppy. <laughs> Breastfeeding... I figured out how to use it correctly. Yeah. Breastfeeding pillows are like jeans. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> just because I like boot cut jeans doesn't mean you don't like emo straight jeans or that they don't fit you better I mean it may take some fiddling to figure it out I think she said if all else fails two pillows but I went no let's just let's get the pillow and we'll be done with that and then there was no problem she has a tongue tie like her speech therapist was commenting on it and I said, yeah, I told her, I said, I'm aware that there is a tongue tie, but nobody seems to think that's the problem. She goes, yeah, I can see the tie, but it doesn't seem to be the problem. I love your speech therapist. My speech therapist is awesome. She really likes what we've been doing because I'm a very active mom. And since I have an English degree, part of my getting my degree was taking a course in speech at least it was tangentially related to speech. And my dean had been a speech therapist before she became a college teacher. And so I know a lot of stuff. I know a lot of stuff tangentially about speech. Like I can talk about voiced versus unvoiced and fricatives versus plosives and and glottal stops and things like that and where they happen in the mouth. And I can pinpoint where Xandria is having problems. But that doesn't mean that I know how to rectify them. It just means when I'm talking to a speech therapist, one, I can understand what the hell they're saying without them having to necessarily translate it unless I'm having a brain fog day. And it makes it easier for them to explain to me the exercises to give to her. Because, like, I get that. And she's with uh, St. Louis Children's Hospital. And she seems to be by far... The best speech therapist we have had. I'm very lucky to have such a good children's hospital up the street because we have been through a number of speech therapists at this point and none of them have been helpful. I am not necessarily saying that she will be. We're still in the evaluation of exactly where she is and what we need to do, which is probably going to take a month or so. And we've only had two visits so far. But like she said, I'm going to send you home with homework. And I'm like, homework, that is amazing. Tell me what to do. I will do it. Whatever needs to be done, I will do it. I just, at this point, don't know how to help her. I have done everything I can think of. Because I don't have a degree in speech therapy. 
and tying this back into breastfeeding. Sometimes your breastfeeding problems, like my La Leche leader midwife said, they're tongue ties. And they can be posterior tongue ties, which are not the easiest to see. I still don't exactly know how that works. Because my brain's not the greatest at that kind of thing. But I had a friend with a... Her son is a little older than Zandria, and he had a posterior tongue tie that got released, and oh my god, that helped. I mean. But, like, our... We didn't have to deal with tongue ties, but I remember hearing a lot of women saying, well, it's supposed to hurt when you first start breastfeeding and everything. And then they find out later that the reason that they were having pain from their child breastfeeding was due to the tongue tie. I'm going to tell you, ladies, this really, like, it's going to be tough at first because you're not used to it, but it should not hurt. No. Discomfort, yes. Wanting to chop off but, your boobs because you're in so much pain, no. No. <laughs> no, not that. Red, if chapped, and bleeding, maybe. But that's why you use the lansino or the nipple butter, so that your boobs don't get to the red, chapped, and bleeding stage. Because you get yeah. something wet sucking on them constantly. I mean, it's a thing for the first three months. You're going to be sitting in a chair with a baby on your boob for three months. It's called yes. the fourth trimester. That's how that's supposed to work. What is it... What is it with breastfeeding that would make you get nauseous? Nothing. Because I was nauseous my entire pregnancy, so nothing makes me sick anymore. I don't know. My <laughs> gut reaction would be like sexual trauma might do that. Or, uh, or it could be the birthing trauma you went through because we're not going to pretend like none of that was traumatic. Well, B wasn't. Well, okay. The freak out in the OR. It could have been I that. don't know. When I, started, when I started pumping to feed her, I almost didn't keep going because every time I did, I would just get, like, motion sick. I do not could know. Fortunately, that quit after a while. It, it could be from the sound of the machine because I know, like, for me, like, first of all, I, I probably should have done my homework into pumps, but I just registered for an even flow pump and got it and went with it and i mean that thing was loud like everybody always knew when i was in the pump pumping room at work because my machine was so loud <laughs> <laughs> but like it it would it would relax me and put me to sleep so that was also kind of funny <laughs> mine was quiet like, but i just don't respond to a breast pump very well and some people don't no, I, so. actually, I actually like my coworker accidentally like knocked it off the table because we kept both first on the table, and um, a part of it snapped like part like the connection for the uh, vacuum tube like going into the machine like that connector popped like broke and I was like, oh shit! <laughs> so oh, no. I had to run down to the CVS in our building and I just picked up a manual pump, and I don't even remember which one it was off the top of my head, in the purple box whatever. <laughs> I did so much better like manually pumping than with the uh, electric pump. I went out and got a second pump and I'd sit there and I just and 10 minutes on one side, 10 minutes on the other and I'd get just as much as if I did like half an hour with the electric pump on both sides at the same time. I got so, so like, much more 
treating myself like a cow than I ever got from the breast pump. <laughs> Which I know sounds hilarious, but it's just a thing. So... <laughs> Here's something else to note. Like, a lot of moms will go, oh, I'm not producing, I'm pumping, and I'm not getting anything, so obviously my baby's not getting anything. And that is not necessarily true, because a breast pump does not work the same way that a baby does. They try, but they can't. One of the best pieces of advice I got was that when your child, specifically is nursing, your child only takes out about one-third of the milk that you actually produce and are storing in your breasts. And, like, that made me feel so much better when I first started pumping because I was like, man, like, I'm not getting a lot of milk. Like, is my kid going to be okay? And then when I learned that, I was like, oh, sweet. I like, I'm a, like, I am pumping a lot. So, okay, he's good. Yeah, and I wouldn't worry about it. If your baby is gaining weight and not showing signs of malnutrition, I wouldn't, like, fret about it. If there seems to be a serious problem or you think there's a serious problem. That is why you have LLHA leaders, IBCLCs, and pediatricians, which I'm going to be saying a lot because we are not <laughs> doctors. We are not IBCLCs or in LLHA league, at least I'm not. And your mileage may vary. And that does not mean if you... Yes, we are breastfeeding advocates. That does not mean that we know everything. You can always email us and ask us questions, and that's fine. And we will try to answer you, but seriously, medical, if you think something medically is going wrong, you need to go seek medical advice, and we are not that. We are more than happy to tell you you are doing a wonderful job, and we know it's hard, and it sucks. Literally. Yeah. But I will tell you, like, when I, I wish I had discovered it sooner, but um, I mentioned before, like, when I would take the train into work I would wear the milk savers in my bra and those were a lifesaver when I discovered them because I was going through nursing pads like crazy because I was leaking so much and I would nurse and then you, d- you just put the milk saver on the one side and it collects whatever leaks out and then after I was using those I found out about the haka which it hooks on with suction so like, that's perfect like for Ray who did better hand expressing like because you get the suction, then when you have the hand expression, like it really helps you get the milk out. But yeah, Milky Cetus Milk Saver. They now have. I really wish I like they had this two years ago when I was working. They have. Um, it's like a milk saver on the go, so it's actually made for like wearing while you're moving around instead of just sitting in one place. Because <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times like I always had an extra shirt in my bag because. <laughs> Oh, yeah. times I would get to work and like get pulled into something right away and not be get to go and like take the milky milk saver out and dump that into my mason jar for the day and I would like bend over and the milk would come up out of the milk saver and all over my shirt <laughs> oh no see I wonder so I had <laughs> but they know how these milk savers on the go that don't do that and I'm like oh man and there's also like handless pumps like like silent and i know people like who worked in some law firms downtown that wear them and they're like oh man they're the best thing ever because i just go from meeting to meeting all day i don't have the time to go to the pump room and sit there and pump like this is crazy and like i don't but, know like, if my life savers like my life savers right and i don't know if my 
lack of problems with leaking all over the place outside of the one time at the chiropractor had to do with the fact that I am, I and I have been since before I got pregnant. I was a housewife, and now I'm a stay-at-home mom because I actually have a small child. But before that, I was a housewife. So, like, I had the ability to sit there and do nothing. <laughs> we had a swing. I could put her in so, like, I could pee. Before we got the, she was a month old before we got the uh, Tula. She no, she was a couple months old before we got the Tula. Oh man, breastfeeding in a Tula is the bet or a baby carrier because much like jeans, different carriers wear different ways, and it really depends on what's comfortable for you. But the Tula was Your a ring-sling. freaking lifesaver. <laughs> I had a ring sling and could never make it work. Oh, I, that's the only thing I was able to nurse little man in when I, I was at Burlington Coat Factory and he was getting fussy. And my mom was like, you are not going to nurse him. And I'm like, watch me. <laughs> I used to just go up to the changing room and say, I'm sorry, can I borrow a room for five minutes? And they I saw mean, small baby no and mom like, and I they were the like, nurse. I, I nursed him everywhere. Once I had the, because I tried to nurse, I had a, uh, I had a wrap, and I could not nurse in it because I am a double J. I am very, very large. So nursing in a carrier is very hard for me because I am so big and I have to maneuver this six to eight pound boob. And the child that weighs as much, baby. baby. (laughs) (laughs) I had a, I had an acquaintance who I haven't talked to in years, but she came over to help me when, um. She, when Zandria was a newborn, she was part of mom group I was in. And she goes, I have never seen a newborn baby whose head is smaller than a boob. And I'm like, glad I could help you. <laughs> because my so daughter's now head, now you have, my daughter's head was a third of the size of my boob. I have big boobs. It's a thing. The fact that I don't wear a bra most days is kind of amazing. I have to in the summer. And if I'm in garb, depending on the garb, I will wear one. Not that it really matters, because it's not like Norse women wore bras, because they didn't really. It was not a thing. Uh, but they also did not have gigantic boobs, generally speaking. So it was like trying to find a carrier I could maneuver both inside of was really hard. So the tool was great because I could loosen it because it was a buckle, so I could loosen the top. And I would have room, and you couldn't tell that's what I was doing unless you, like, looked down, basically, my shirt. Because <laughs> I tried to nurse in front of my grandma at a restaurant, and I pulled my boob out because I couldn't nurse Andrea in the wrap because I have huge boobs, and I could not maneuver it, and I was still a new breastfeeding mom. My grandma's like, put that away, there are old men here. And I said, well, if that turns them on, grandma... <laughs> Probably the they've pro- seen one. It's like oh my god, I I would like I had one of those like nursing covers that like you can wear and it's both in it. Nope. It looked cool and everything. And I'd like nope. shove my head up in there and like oh god, it was the worst experience. Like it was so hot and no. the kid already runs really hot. So I just so after a while I was like, screw it, like no. I'll throw a light blanket over my shoulder while I'm getting hooked up. If you are uncomfortable, look the other way. If you are turned on, take a picture. It lasts longer. If you're turned on, you got bigger issues. Yeah. Well, that, that and that's why I told my grandma. I'm like, if they are turned on by my boob, they can take a picture. It lasts longer, and the problem is not with me. Ooh, speaking of. We woke up little man. 
But it's like, so getting the Tula was the best thing ever because then I could breastfeed in front of my grandma or my other grandma or my dad and they didn't see anything. Not that my grandma Judy ever complained. She did not agree with me breastfeeding past 12 months, but she never said anything. She goes, I may not agree with it, but it's not my kid. Yay for her. Like, I have a lot of parenting stuff that she doesn't necessarily, that she hasn't necessarily agreed with, but I was talking to Turtle, my aunt, and Turtle said, now your gr- you know your grandma doesn't agree with everything you do. And I said, yeah, no, I know. She goes, but she is very impressed with how well it seems to be working, because she had told, um, she told Turtle. Aww. And I was like, that That's is wonderful. Awesome. Because... Being a peaceful attachment parent, that does not mean I don't have boundaries, which we're going to talk about boundaries next week, but that does not mean I do not have boundaries. And at this point, Xandria is five, and for at least the last six months, we have started doing discipline. Timeout is not a huge thing in our house. Usually it is the threat of timeout is enough. (laughs) And if she is throwing a fit, somebody takes her to her bedroom. It's like, it is obvious you are not in control of yourself and you need to be in control of, excuse me, in control of yourself. So you can come back out when you are under control. And we've had to cut back her TV time again because she's having a hard time. It happens. It's a thing. And usually the behavioral problems adjust within 24 to 48 hours of reducing her TV time. Yeah. Yeah. She's been having a problem sleeping, that so... That my experience, too. Yeah. She has been having a problem sleeping lately, which is fine. It's the middle of, like, winter, and Mommy's having problems, so Xandria's having problems, and that's kind of normal. So, tonight, I turned on... There is a YouTube channel called Cosmic Kids Yoga. And I put on a 40-minute yoga video for Xandria, and I watched her go through it. And put her to bed, and she came back out, and she caught me eating gluten-free Oreos and Daddy eating ice cream, and she wanted someone. We're like, no, it's past your bedtime. <laughs> no sugar for you. And she went back to bed, and she didn't come back out, which is the first time, because usually she comes out like five, six times a night, and by the time she's done, I want to kill her. And I'm over it, because at 6.30, mom mode turns off, and Ray needs Ray time. Yeah. Or Ray and Jason time, or just not to be a mom for a while. And I'm like, she hasn't, I I went to the bathroom and her light was off and I go, she's asleep. He goes, oh yeah, she's been out since like 7.30. I'm like, good to know the yoga worked. Wow. That's awesome. Because that lady moves quick. And I will write that down in case Letty doesn't get it for the show notes tonight. I'd say send it to me and I'll pop it in because yeah. I've been dutifully taking show notes tonight, my friends. I know. I I can hear you typing, so can they. She has started Sorry. taking our show notes. It's okay because I'm not great oh, at wonderful. it. Oh, wonderful. I do the best I can, but I'm only one person, guys. We I, are I still I take show notes new. for another podcast, so I just sit there and I'm like, okay, what website or book are they mentioning? Can you type it down? Let's figure it out so I can get it to them. Right. Which reminds me, I need to send those last two weeks in so gotta get that done tonight too it's a thing it happens oops actually let now, me just pull up when my... you when you first started nursing i know 
little man actually ended up in the NICU for a couple days because he had low blood sugar. And oh, no. They insisted on giving him formula while he was in there to make sure that he was getting fed. Oh, really? So That, that seems was, backwards, but yeah. some doctors... They needed they need to make sure that he was getting fed and it wasn't... Yeah. <sighs> That's a whole other issue. But um, when I got home, my mother-in-law was insisting she's like just give him a bottle of formula give him a bottle of formula and i was like um no <laughs> no what i had done before i even had him was look into it like if i have issues with breastfeeding like i don't want to give him formula so i actually ordered mayenberg evaporated goat milk <laughs> yeah i have heard and goat like, milk and camel milk I, but... I gave him i gave him that and then i actually found like their whole milk at one of the local grocery stores so like the day before I had him, I grabbed like a pint of that just to make sure that I had some. And I, I gave him goat milk because I was like, goat milk is the closest milk to human, human breast milk. So I said, well, I'm not going to give my kid formula. I'm going to give him goat, goat milk. And I know people are out there like, oh, well, here's like the recipe for goat milk formula. And I was just like, I'm going to just give my kid goat milk. <laughs> yeah. And and like yeah. I said, if if you formula fed, we're not judging you. We're just breastfeeding advocates, and breastfeeding moms need super more support. I think. <laughs> well, like I said, I th I think the issue is like when you look at our parenting leave and everything. You know, most companies only give a mom six weeks. You can take twelve weeks, but only six weeks of that is paid. Yeah. So many mothers like feel like they have to race back to work and when i got back to work like my maternity leave they actually came up with like a nursing mom's policy that had never been there before and it stated that you could like take time to nurse however long you did but you would have to make that time up you'd have to clock out and like make up that time throughout the day and i'm sitting there it's like i'm already gone 12 hours a day like i'm looking at the train schedules i'm not going to like, that's not like helpful. come in stay extra late so i can get that half hour or like that hour in that i'm gonna need because i'm not taking it and like i reached out to a friend of mine who works in hr and she's like um he, she's like well there really isn't anything and then the next day the governor actually signed something stating that you cannot discriminate against work like nursing moms like that first year you have to pay them to go do their pumping if they need it so I was like, boom, look, and I went to HR and I was like, hey, um, you like you're going to have to change your policy because you are against the current like the current laws in the state. And they were just like, um, oh, yeah. And working in a legal department that also helps. So I was like, <laughs> don't watch with me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, when you look at it, like so many women, like especially when they go back to work. I knew women who said, "Yeah, I was told I have to pump in the bathroom," or like, or like, women go out, no. they're told they have to breastfeed in the bathroom. I'm sorry, I'm not going to breastfeed my no. kid in the bathroom. I'm not going to pump in a bathroom. Like, so many, like, so many companies don't make it friendly for moms. So, what are these moms supposed to do? Like, they can't, they can't take the time away from work to go pump, and then when they can't pump, they're not producing and. I mean, God forbid you get mastitis. That sucks. I've had it twice. Yeah, Ronnie, I mean, my sister-in-law, got it at one point. 
and her mom was asking me about solutions and she goes, but Ronnie doesn't think she's going to end up breastfeeding. I said, well, a solution for mastitis is cold cabbage leaves. But the problem is if you plan on continuing to breastfeed, that will kill your supply. I do not know how that works, but you will completely lose your supply. So the fact that Ronnie was not going to continue to breastfeed made it easier to use that solution. And that doesn't mean she wasn't yeah, seeing I her mean, doctor. I, did, I, was I did just a like, lot of dangle feeding. Dangle feeding, a lot yeah. of massage, heat packs. I didn't I get mastitis, like, I, I a- but I got a clogged duct at one point, and that kind of sucked. I got yeah, it. Had- that was fun. The best thing yeah, for those clogged, is clogged breastfeeding. Mastitis twice. Yeah. The best thing for clogged ducts is breastfeeding. Same thing yeah. for mastitis. Isn't it crazy? It sucks, but... It has to suck in order to get it to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> but And a breast pump's not I, gonna I, I do really a whole lot like, for you in that case, unfortunately. It's just No. I mean like I work through mastitis at work, like pumping, and I mean I was like perpendicular to the ground, like hanging over like massaging like just kneading my breast tissue to like work it out because I was like like the clog was huge and I was like oh my god like I gotta get through this but the other thing about mastitis that a lot of people don't realize is you get the chills everything hurts and aches it is not fun like oh god like no oh my god (laughs) I have heard I if I ever had it it was a super super small case yeah, it was it was a small case, thank God. I would not want a huge, painful case of mastitis, but it happens. And part of the thing is moms, like you said, are given six weeks, and it takes three months to get your supply going, and the second you go, oh no, I'm going to go to work, so I'm going to make them formula, is the second you start undermining your supply. Because then you're, yep. you start producing less, which means you give them formula more. And because you're doing that, you reduce your supply because boobs work on a supply and demand. If there is no demand, there is no supply. And it's apparently not possible to lower their demand to just what you need. If you don't, okay, for me, if I didn't take like, everything that would come out I would get down to like nothing and have to eat a bunch of oatmeal and get it back again yeah and even that doesn't work getting down to just what B was drinking before she was actually nursing and yeah that didn't work did you guys do any of those like lactation treats or tricks that they said to do like I know for me I got these uh patient cookies that are chocolate Salted caramel, and they were delicious. <laughs> I had and really I disgusting tea, and it worked really well, but it was disgusting. I didn't do anything, but I had the quote unquote, the or rather the quote luxury unquote of sitting around with a baby attached to my boob all day. <laughs> you can call it a luxury if you want. If that's what you consider a luxury, I'd like to see somebody pay for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I stayed home for three months, and then went back to work. And after that first couple of days at work, I was like, "This isn't gonna happen." 
I can't be gone 12 hours a day, five days a week for my baby. No. <laughs> so I, I ended up working two days a week, but I got those uh, lactation cookies and I just had a bunch of them in the nursing room at the office and do I not them throughout the day. And someone's like, Hey, those cookies look really good. I'm like, Oh no, trust me. You don't want them. <laughs> gross you don't want them i'm going to eat them all and save you the well it's funny ruination. because it was a guy it was always the guys who were like oh you could you brought cookies in and it was like you're me and my baby <laughs> also i have to be careful of oatmeal because depending on how the oatmeal is processed it can have wheat in it and it oatmeal itself does not have gluten but only steel cut oats are guaranteed to be on a processing line that didn't have wheat processed on it that does not generally cause me problems but that was back when i was still very very early into being gluten-free and i was being very 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 careful because it did not take much for me to slide right back into eating gluten so for a long time i didn't touch oatmeal i still don't i love oatmeal but i don't I try to be, says the person who just drinks soda and who has eaten almost an entire packet of gluten-free Oreos in the last 24 hours. I try not to eat a lot of carbs. I'm failing miserably. It's the middle of winter. It is the coldest winter since before me and Jason have gotten, before we got married. I have not seen this much snow on the ground since Andrea was a year old, and I have not seen wind chills of negative 30 since we had a dog. Which was before we got married. By twice in the past ten minutes, and we've already gotten a half inch of snow, like in between plow runs. So, yeah, the plows here aren't even running because it's President's Day. What? Modot hasn't even posted anything today. All of the roads are a hundred or seventy-five to a hundred percent covered. Every single highway in Missouri. Because I looked. Unless you live in Kansas City, Missouri, you don't have. Anything close to a clear road. And even in Kansas City, they are not clear. The entire wow. state is purple. Isn't, how is it isn't legal? Isn't that kind of like the fire department taking the holiday off? I mean, there's snow plows. I have no idea. But we have our... Jason had to drive a mile in the all-wheel drive to his parents' house to get the snowblower and a snow shovel because we we couldn't find our snow shovel, which is why I messaged you earlier. Because when we were doing your house this summer, I remember making the comment that calling Jason and asking if we had a snow shovel. And he said, are you serious? Are you kidding? And I said, I don't honestly know. So I didn't know if like I had brought it up there. (laughs) You brought it. I don't remember it saying. I did bring it. Then it's probably. I didn't remember bringing it. So I couldn't, I wasn't sure. So maybe you have it. We couldn't find it. Huh. So maybe we did leave, maybe I did leave it. Because I was like, I don't know. Am I am I serious? I have no idea. Oh my gosh. That's something else entirely, though. So that's why I asked you if you had my social. Because <laughs> that seems like a really weird question, since I live an hour and a half from you. Do you have my snow shovel? But we can't find it. Oh, I thought it was a perfectly normal question, because you probably didn't need it until now. Well, yeah, because yeah, it doesn't I, sn- I haven't seen it around, so... Jason thinks he loaned it to his parents, which is also possible. Either way, we now have a snow shovel, and it is no longer an issue. Although, dry- Jason said the roads were horrendous, and when he saw the wind chills negative 30 for the morning, he said, I'm calling in. 
Yeah. I'm calling an emergency day. I can't drive in this, and it doesn't look like the roads are going to get better. So it doesn't look they hadn't sent any plows out. There's no way. We this the snow is not coming down fast enough. For this is crazy. there not to be See, this says Modot is a dot org. But shouldn't it be a dot gov? Oh, it's dot org, but it doesn't it was not updated. Or rather it was it was up to date, but there was nothing. And they're closed for today. Because it, well, I mean, I'm sure IDOT is too. It's just, I mean, snowplows are kind of an emergency thing. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I can't figure this out. I mean, out our right. plows were out during the day, but I'm pretty sure they've now given up and decided to wait for it to stop. That's why I'm surprised to see ours out. I haven't seen any. All day. Now, we are not on a major road here, but his parents hadn't seen any, any on Elizabeth, and that is a major road. Wow. Let's see if I can pull up traveler information map. I'm curious. See if I can pull my permit up. Yeah, no. It still lists every single road as 75 to 100% co covered. There is wow. not a clear and road. In St. Louis. And they've just decided that's life now. Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> there are a few okay, in, then. around Macon, and there's a whole lot down by Kansas City. But St. Louis? Nope. Nope. Just snowed in. Because people are lazy. It is what it wow. is. While we're on this topic, since we got off topic anyway, I was telling Letty earlier... About the wonderful conversations I've been having today, because I have to trek water out to the chickens twice a day right now, because their water keeps freezing. <laughs> and we have a bucket heater in the main water source out there, but the water is freezing outside of the main water source in the chicken cups, which is not related to the bucket heater. It's just, it's freezing in the mechanism. And, that hap and that's what's going on in today. Like, they weren't going outside, so I have my friends are like, why don't you bring in your chickens and put them in dog crates in your basement? How many dog crates oh. do they think you have? I don't have any dog crates. I have ten chickens in a <laughs> rooster. But with this cold weather, like, a lot of my homesteading group, people are saying, what do you mean? You don't bring your animals in? And others are like, um, No. <laughs> I'm going to sit. So I'm it, going it's to really post. interesting to see the dichotomy of who brings theirs in and who doesn't. Did I? I don't think I sent you this, Letty. So I'm posting this in the chat, and you can. I'll I'll post it to the MeWe group. But I made this meme today. You shared it in uh, the elephant chat. I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I did. Um. Yeah, I made a meme that I will post in the on the MeWe page. It is a it is a sapphire gem, which we have a couple of those standing out in the snow, and it says, "If you're cold, they're cold." And that is the top picture. The bottom picture is of a roasted chicken with some cherry tomatoes and veggies. And it says, bring them in and warm them up. That sounds delicious. My chickens are feral. They are going to enjoy being brought in the house as much as I'm going to enjoy them being in the house. They do not belong in the house. They are not pets. 
and it would take your entire basement to be enough room for them. There's no way they could be loose in the basement. Yeah, they're they're not going to be happy in dog crates. No. The only time we use an animal carrier for the chickens is when we're calling them. We will put them in the cat crate for 12 hours before we call them because that guarantees they didn't eat. Because it's either that or shut them out of the coop, which we were doing before the chickens started laying, but we cannot do that now because the chickens will lay under the coop outside, and we do not want them doing that, because that involves me having to get on all fours through chicken shit. (laughs) Oh. Which I actually, I had to do yesterday. I was, I was like, the things you do not expect to do as an adult, sitting on the frozen cold ground with a hairdryer outside in chicken poop defrosting chicken water because i love my they are not pets but i do love my chickens i do not love my chickens the same way i love my husband or my child or my cat but i do not want them to suffer and they can handle the cold and somebody's like if you don't have a heat lamp you could put an incandescent light out there and cover it in tin foil and i'm like one heat lamps are a fire hazard. If there was a heat lamp out there, that is extremely dangerous, and I would end up with my coop on fire. Heat lamps are dangerous. How many chickens these people that have raised? Really these people have no chickens. This is like your this is like your childless friend telling you how to raise your kid. Oh. They have a heater out there. We have a brooder slash heater. So it's this big rectangular black thing. It has feet. And you can, it actually has two different sets of feet, so you can set it horizontally as a brooder, or you can set it vertically as a heater. It is not raising the heat in there high enough to keep the water in their coop from freezing, but it is giving them enough heat. Because I was reading online, because I was just double-checking things today, because I'm doing everything I can possibly do for these chickens. I am not going out there once an hour to change their water, I'm sorry. I'm going out there twice a day, trying to make sure they have some water so that they do not dehydrate to death, but I'm doing what I can. And they were like, even if you put it, they don't, anything above 20 degrees, 20 to zero, they do not recommend a heater for. And they say you have to be very careful if you put it even in the teens or lower if you put a heater in your chicken's coop because it can make them sick when they actually decide to go outside. Because they are insulated. It's kind of like humans. How we don't handle the cold the way we should. Because we're treated too well. You have to be careful. You can't just heat your chickens coop up to 80 degrees. And think oh that will be fine. And the chickens won't suffer. Because you will hurt your chickens. Oh that would be really bad. So it's like 30 degrees in there. It is not warm. It is warm enough for the chickens. Because what they do is they fluff up. And they all clump together. Because their temperature runs 104 to 105. So you get 10 chickens in a huddle. And it's not, they're not cold. <laughs> they, they are not cold. Kind of like emperor penguins are not cold. Do they feel the cold? They're sure. They're not exactly a tropical species. The, chickens originally are. But chickens at this point oh. are not. <laughs> chickens <laughs> were, a tro- were a subtropical bird. But people have been raising chickens as far back as we can freaking remember, which means they are not any more any more than you see a wild cow. Yeah. 
So, I do the best for my chickens I can. I am taking them warm water twice a day in hopes of staving off the water freezing as long as I can so that they can all get some water. It may not be a load of water. They may not be the happiest ever. But if they were loose, what would they be doing? And I checked with my neighbor up the street who has way more like experience with the chickens. And she's told me before she only goes out there twice a day with a bucket. And what more can I do? I have two waterers and I'm rotating them. So the one that I took out this afternoon will be frozen when I go out in the morning. And I'll take out another one in the morning that's not frozen. And then I'll go out tomorrow afternoon. And I will swap the frozen one with the not frozen one. And I just dump their food on the floor of the coop. Which just means that they're going to be raking up the stuff in the coop, which isn't a problem. Because we use a deep litter system, which also means that the litter in the coop is composting, which lets off its own heat, too. Like, we don't usually get weather this cold here. Last year, on President's Day, it was 50 degrees. (laughs) It is usually in the mid-40s. It's not usually this cold. And, like... It's not that I don't appreciate people are trying to help. Mostly I am whining because it is cold and I have to go out and swap the water. <laughs> Just let me whine. <laughs> yes. It's cold. Absolutely. I am suffering more than these chickens. These chickens are fun. Yes. <laughs> and they can go outside if they want to. The coop door is open as long as the sun is up. They don't want to. But that doesn't mean they can't. <laughs> I went, both times I went out today, the chickens were bitching that it was snowing and they wanted God the Great and Terrible to make it stop. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Here's some food and water. I'm sorry it's snowing. (laughs) I know you don't want to go outside to your water source of hot water. So I'm not going to go in the, I'm not going to go in the run and defrost it. So here is water in your coop, and I realize it's going to freeze. I will be back this afternoon, and I will swap it. I think this morning I took a watering can out and dumped the watering can into what I usually keep food in the coop into. And it was frozen when I went out this afternoon. But it was like, I want to make sure you have water. And they weren't all, like, congregating on it and attacking each other, so I think they're okay. I promise you I am not abusing. Is really good to breastfeeding? Because we make sure our children are fed. Yes. Get their milk. Yes. <laughs> and I'm whinging because it's cold. Yes. And the upside that is what of a, we do. Yes. And the upside of a breastfeeding baby attached to your boob is your boob is much warmer. This is true. I hadn't even thought that, of that. That my kid, he would sweat, like his head would get so sweaty when he'd nurse. And I'd just uh-huh. be like, Xandria runs warm too, he which is really surprising because I'm... Well, she used to. Now she's like, I'm going to put my feet on your back. Mike, I'm not daddy. This is something mommy and Xandria do to daddy. You don't do that to mommy. (laughs) I have fuzzy. I have fuzzy socks I found on clearance at Walmart. They're felt lined and they have non-slip stuff on the bottom for three bucks and I guarantee you even though my feet are moderately warm right now by the time I go upstairs I take my socks off and I get in bed ice blocks 
Oh, my feet are always frozen. It's actually warmer in our basement than it is upstairs right now. Because there are two space heaters running down here to keep the replicators warm. Because, surprisingly enough, 3D mm. printers do not like the cold either. That makes sense. So we have to run heaters down here. And, I mean, our basement is above ground. It is, it, it's a, um, it's a walkout, which means the side I'm on is below ground, but the side over there is above ground. There's actually a window you can't see behind my tapestry. This doesn't make it the greatest, I guess, for tornadoes, but. Do we have any more? But better than nothing. Better than nothing. We get tornadoes about as much as we get winters like this. <laughs> as Don't jinx yourself. Well, the last time we got a tornado was also after the winter. <laughs> we had the dog and it killed the rosemary because <laughs> it was so cold. So, at least we know the bugs won't be so bad this year. Yes. Doesn't mean they won't be bad. They just won't be as bad, there might be two less mosquitoes biting you instead of, you know, looking like the alien from Lilo and Stitch. Well, and hopefully not Buffalo now. Mm. Cyclopean horseflies. Blackflies. Cyclopean uh, blackflies. Oh god, those things are creepy. They look like something out of the Cthulhu mythos. I hate those things. Cyclopean? That's what I call it. They're huge black flies. They're like this big. They're creepy. They're like horse flies? Yeah, they bite. And they're huge. And they are creepy. Uh, yeah. So they might be cyclopean horse flies. I don't know what they're actually called. That's just what I call them because they're huge and creepy looking. <sighs> what other funny breastfeeding stories do we have? Breastfeeding mm. toddlers like to breastfeed other things. <laughs> mine never did that. Xandria never did that. It was so weird. Mine, mine hasn't. I, I've heard that though, but yeah, we haven't had that happen over here. I have had to curtail Xandria because even though she turned five last week, um, and she hasn't done this in a few weeks, but sometimes she will, I will wake up and there will be a boob in Xandria's mouth. And I'm like, we do not do that anymore. We have not done that in a long time. Please remove your boob from my mouth. Aww. She likes to twiddle my nipples too. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't just, no. I never, you know, that was the one thing that I was part of this uh, breastfeeding Facebook group. And women were always like, what do you do to keep your baby from, like, tweaking the side? And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, you, like, speed topless? Like, I don't understand how this is happening. Like, I would unhook the side of the bra, and he'd nurse that side and cover back up from the other side. I'm like, I never ran into that issue, so. I, mean, I, like, what? I breastfed topless for quite a long time, but by the time she was old enough for that to be a thing, for her to be able to reach that, because my boobs are big, Ah, uh, <laughs> I was no longer breastfeeding topples. You remove their hand from your boob. Oop, we lost Cecily. You just, you remove your hand from their boob. You remove their hand from yeah, your like, boob. You'd think it would be common sense. But... Yeah. There she is. So I wanted to discuss something Jason brought up to me last week as a thing now. 
Have you guys heard of chest feeding? Oh, God. No. Well, no, 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 okay, no, no, no. no, I have, but I mean... What do you think chest feeding is, Cecily? It's calling it breastfeeding without saying breast, because apparently only women have breasts, even though men also have breasts. I don't know. Yeah. It's stupid. I'm like, no. Women breastfeed. It's what we do. Let's listen to what Letty has to say. It's <laughs> a breast. Yeah. <laughs> Stop taking my womanly I mean, things from if me. If you really want it. If you want to go that way, then okay, let's go back to meet the parents. Oh, Greg, you can milk a cat? Well, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. So we have that. And then in Meet the Fockers, he actually has the thingamajigger that he can breastfeed the baby with. But he actually said he was using it to breastfeed the baby versus chest feed. But now the whole chest feeding thing, like, oh, my God. <laughs> it just pisses me off because, again, this is something that women have a hard enough time with breastfeeding as it is and being accepted and it being okay. Like women are getting shamed all the time to be breastfeeding. So now we're going to say, well, you need to accept chest feeding. Well, first of all, you need to fucking accept breastfeeding. Okay. Like make it okay for me to be out in public breastfeeding my child without people like freaking out saying, Oh my God, cover that up. Oh my God, go sit your ass in the bathroom and feed your kid in there. No, you know what? You go eat your nice ass dinner over in the nasty bathroom over there while I sit here and breastfeed my child wherever the hell I'm at. Like, no, accept breastfeeding first and maybe then we can start talking about chest feeding. But if the only reason you're calling it chest feeding is because you are a woman who now identifies as a man who then carried a baby so you can say, look, I'm a man who had a baby and I'm going to chest feed. We're all sorts of fucked up. Get your head together. You're a fucking woman. I would say that is well put. That would get me in all kinds of trouble in all kinds of circles I'm in. But you know what? If you're feeding your baby from your boob, is a boob. I mean, men have boobs. So men can I, lactate. I don't see that identifying as a man makes it any different. It's still breastfeeding. Yeah, it's still breast tissue. If you are, yeah, if you're nursing a baby, it's the breast. I mean, seriously, unless science can come up with some way to make men start to magically lactate. And when I say men, I mean men who were born men, not men who were women who now identify as men and had all the surgeries and hormonal treatments and shit. Like, if they can actually make men start to lactate, then we can have this conversation. Oh, they actually can. I, I have talked about this before. There's a tribe, I think it's South America, where they eat enough estrogen. The, their diet is so high in estrogen that the men actually lactate. And the women don't actually breastfeed the babies. The men do. It's a weird thing. That's weird. It's not common. But there is one group it of people not. where it is a thing. That does not mean that it's not breastfeeding and that does not mean that you can take my gender out of what I'm doing. And I'm not saying if you're trans and you do not identify as a woman anymore and you identify as a man that I am against that. that that's whatever but if you're going to identify as a man maybe you shouldn't do things that people who identify as yeah that women do wouldn't that be against One everything you're trying to do go against wanting to be a man that's what I would think I am not saying breastfeeding is not the best thing for your baby I think it is but there there's some cog disc going on there 
and I don't know whether... I don't think it's on my end. I am very pro-trans. I have a friend who I am the only person who remembers their pronouns. Like, only person anywhere? Mm-hmm. They use the as a pronoun, and most people don't remember. Ah. So, they refer to themselves as my filk daddy, and I said, no, you are my filk the. You are not my filk daddy, you are my filk the. So even they forget. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I love them very much. And I certainly have no problem with trans people. It's just like, but if you identify as a man, and maybe these are non-binary people, but that's something else entirely that I just don't understand. Like, men, women. Woman who I mean, is I, now a man, man who is now a woman. It's just trying to control the language. You know, it's it's a way to control the language. You keep seeing this shift away from gendered language that we we really, when you look at it, like, we're not like most other languages, like French. Everything is masculine or feminine. Same thing with Spanish. Most of the languages have a feminine and masculine version of all these words. English really doesn't. No. I mean, it's it's very neutral as it is. So the fact that we're trying to neutralize it even more, like, and again, like, when I hear chest, you know, if we're supposed to be these proud-ass women, like, out there, like, look at me raising my baby, chest makes it more masculine. Aren't we supposed to be celebrating ourselves and not like men because women are supposed to be greater than men? I mean, we just broke the glass ceiling with Kamala becoming the vice president of the United States. I mean, hello? Like, what are we doing here, people? It doesn't make sense to me. And Jason, when Jason mentioned it to me, I thought he would, because there is a form of feeding that women use, especially like NICU women. And sometimes the dads will use this as a form of kangaroo parenting when your child is in the NICU because touch is a very important thing where there's um there's a feeding tube and it runs down by your boob to simulate breastfeeding. I can't think of what that's called right now. Yeah, because you get the skin on skin contact and if something's wrong with mama and mama can't be there, dad can step in and do it. I know what, oh, I see it and I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, I can't. But we'll look it up. I didn't and we'll realize there was a name for it. I thought it was just like doing the feeding while you're doing quick care, so that way they associate the feeling with the food. Maybe yeah. there is a name. I have no idea. There, there's a name. Right now. Um, it's been a long time since I've listened to this. What they call it. That is so weird that a NICU would give a baby formula because our NICU was all about you're going to breastfeed. Here is the Cadillac of breast pump, and we have an incredible nursing room that you can do all this in in armchairs. And oh, I had a you're, nurse tell you're me going that... to get us breast milk. <laughs> yeah, I had a nurse when I was in, um, like after I had little man, and she's like. She goes, oh, don't worry about pumping every couple hours while he's in the NICU. It's okay if you miss a pump. And, like, I just slept. Like, I also had major blood pressure issues. And then the next day, the nurse comes in. She's like, when's the last time you pumped? And I was like, last night. She goes, what? I said, the nurse told me not to worry about it. She said, no, you need to pump in order to to make sure that your supply comes in. Because you had a C-section. So, you didn't. Yeah. Your, your body's 
still trying to recognize that you already expelled that baby that you didn't do it the natural way. And I was like, and then I started like freaking, I'm like, so are you trying to tell me that like, I may not be able to breastfeed my baby? And she's like, I'm not saying that, but we do need to, she's like, she's like, we need to get you uh we need to get you nursing. I found it. You know, I'm looking and I keep seeing like the nursing, the feeding tube. You found it, Ray? I did. It's supplemental nursing system. It's called an SNS. Oh, okay. I knew it started with you an S. I could not think of what it was called, though. It'd been a while since I... And that's a way to breastfeed a baby. Whether you're a guy or a chick. I mean, you could... Anybody could use that, and sometimes people use formula with it, but it's... I think general... I don't think always, but I think generally it's used with NICU babies who are, like, for for kangaroo... For kangaroo, um... Yeah. There's a term for this, and I'm not coming up with the full term for Kangaroo care. Kangaroo care, thank you. K-care. K-care. But there are people who use it who can't... Because they can't breastfeed, but they... It helps try to stimulate it. And if... Your breast milk didn't come in and your baby's like four months old and you're like, I want to breastfeed. You can relactate, but it's like having a newborn all over again and you have to do it all the time to get first to get production at all. I have a to induce lactation when she was adopting a baby. You can do it. It's she didn't not have easy. any luck, but yeah, she, it's she, she did try. I know, I know you can. Wick talked me into trying to restart when I had Patrick, and it felt like I was, like I had to tear the spaces open again. It was, it, it was awful. It's like, no, yeah. no, we have a system, it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible, but my understanding is it's not necessarily the funnest thing. If you are gung-ho to do it, you can do it. I think if you haven't had the baby, that you would um, have to take hormones. Yeah. yeah. She she said she was doing the hormones and pumping and... Yeah. It's not easy. People who do that are freaking amazing because that, that is not easy. And another thing I wanted to add was, other than my grandma that one time, which I think may have been the only time she saw me breastfeed Xandria, I'm not positive... Um, nobody ever said anything to me. I think, because I have the same look I gave you earlier when I was talking about the chickens, because I'm, like, ticked off. <laughs> I have that look of, mess with me and see what happens. You know, I never had any, I've never had anything said while I was nursing. It was always afterwards. Nobody ever said um, anything to me. Ever. At all. Like, last year, little man, like, when he, if he wanted milk, he'd, like, come and he'd be like, eh, eh, and, like, point. And I'd be like, okay, look, let's go downstairs, and we're going to go sit over here, so we'll nurse here. And now he'll he'll be like, oh, may we have milk, please? And it's so cute. And, I'm, and I'll be like, well, it's it's not nap time. Is it, are you ready to go take a nap or go to bed? So, and he'll walk away. Like, the the comments that I get now are, if he's old enough to ask for milk, he doesn't need it anymore. So, if he and, asks and me just, for an so apple? Like, you do realize that, like, the, like, the worldwide average for children who stop nursing is three and a half, correct? And they're like, no, I'm like, um, it's only here in the United States that it stops at, like, six weeks or six months. Worldwide, yeah. it's three and a half. 
I no, I have multiple. They, they, they have no answer. I have well one. I have multiple friends who have done it for more than four years, which is fine. Oh, I know. And I think it's amazing. And I no. I wanted yeah, to go I, longer with Zandria, but I got in a car accident and was told that I had to wean her because of the medication they put me on, which was a lie. But I didn't know about it until it was too late, really, to do anything about it. Um, and I was so touched out and so ready, and I just didn't know what to do. So it's kind of a blessing, although I never want to be in a car accident again. And um, the other thing is... Does that mean when he starts asking you for an apple, he's too old for those two? Apparently. Or, or, mommy, I went poopy. Mommy, me poopies. Apparently, he's, yeah. Because, no. I mean, I'm like, he can just actually tell me what he wants now instead of me trying to figure it out. And both of us getting frustrated before I realize, oh, this is what you're looking for. Yeah, it's, that, however long you want to do it is fine. There are some people who get kind of creepy with it, (laughs) but anybody I know who nurses beyond two are not creepy. They're just, it's just what they're doing, and that's fine. And some people are creepy. The other other thing, but it's rare for some people. The other thing is that so many women work full time, so it's like, since I decided to stay home with my son, like, I get looked down on because, well, you could be making so much more money or it's so easy for you to find a job. Just go find a job and go back to work. I'm sorry. My job right now is raising my child. Part of that is nursing. Like, if I were still working, I don't know that I would still be nursing right now. I probably wouldn't. I probably would have stopped at a year. But I'm able to be with him. So if I can stay home and... Well, I also look at my my budget, the amount of money I saved by not having to buy formula, by not having to deal with bottles and all of that stuff. I mean, yeah, I had a handful of bottles for when I was at work and for if we were going on a long car ride, I'd have a couple of bottles made up, but I saved so much money just by that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah. It is free and it's, it's- hard to argue with free. That's what convinced me that breastfeeding was the best thing. All somebody had to say was free. I'm like, I like free. I'm poor. Free is good. Free is good. Free is really good. Yeah. So now that we have offended basically everybody, because (laughs) welcome to Candid Talk with the Holy Trinity of Moms. Hey, that's what we do. That's what we're here for. Either it entertains you, or it, or you're not here no more. <laughs> Alrighty, Cecily. Don't let the door hit you with a good load. Right, Cecily. Final thoughts on breastfeeding. Uh, I don't really have any. Um, my breastfeeding experience with B was that. She went from feeding tube to bottle to nipple shield to breast pretty easily. And I know that's way not an average experience. So <laughs> I don't really have any advice. I either did it or I didn't. I know. God, we didn't even cover nipple shields. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of nipple shields, really. 
I used one at first just to help on one side and then use it for a couple weeks and then we were done. Nipple shields can cause problems with uh, production from what I have read. I never used one, but the Lansano saved my life, so. And I mean, your uh, mileage may vary. It worked for Cecily. It worked for Levy. Ray just didn't use one. <laughs> Before B had figured it out, I once angrily flung it across the room because it wasn't working and then discovered how hard it is to find a small, flexible, absolutely clear piece of silicon on the other side of the room. <laughs> didn't do that again. <laughs> I think we have all been Because there. it was the middle of the night and I lost it. And I was just like, I'm not going to look for it in this bed. So we're going to make this work. <laughs> it, that was how it was with B2. There was one morning we were getting ready for church and she either needed to do a bottle feeling, feeding or, you know, do it with the nipple shield, one or the other. But, you know, we had like 15 minutes to get this done one way or the other. And Brian couldn't find the nipple shield. So I just put her on you know, to practice or whatever. And it was like, suck, suck, suck. Eyes wide open. Oh my gosh. Nummy, 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 nummy. It was hysterical. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. This is so cool. <laughs> and yeah, we were, we were magically done with nipple shields then. What are your final thoughts, Letty? I've had so many moms tell me that, like I said, when they get to the cluster feeding, they think that it's them. They think it's their problem. And it's it's not you. It, it's normal. Baby's, baby's trying to get used to it. You're trying. It helps regulate your supply. And don't let what other people say get you down. If people say that you shouldn't be breastfeeding after six weeks, three months, six months, a year, whatever, fuck them. <laughs> like, you're doing what works best for you and for your child. And if it doesn't work for you, it's fine. We said before, we're we're breastfeeding advocates. Like clearly I'm here at almost three years still breastfeeding. Give it a try. Don't give up just because it's hard. Yeah. Don't think you should ever give something up just because it's hard. Things are hard. Sometimes it's hard. My final thoughts are, you know, it takes work. It's supply and demand, and if there is no demand, there shall be no supply. You can't just go, oh, I give up and I'm going to give them a formula bottle this one time because I think that I'm inadequate, and you cannot judge by a breast pump how much you're getting out because that breast pump is grossly inefficient. Your baby is made to breastfeed. The breast pump is just made to attempt to duplicate a thing that it cannot duplicate doing. So do not judge by that. If your baby is gaining weight and is happy and is not spending all day screaming, your baby is probably fine. If your baby is not gaining weight, there may be a problem. And you should seek medical advice because we're not doctors. We're just three moms having a conversation. And with that, this is the 80s Mom Podcast. You can find us online on MeWe. That is 80S Mom Podcast. I'm going to get our Odyssey channel back up and running here shortly. 
I know I have been failing miserably at that and the website, and I'm going to work on that in this next week. You can find our website is 80smompodcast.com, 80smompodcast.com. Our email is show at 80smompodcast.com. Reach out and tell us how wrong we are. It increases engagement. Or tell us how awesome we are. We just appreciate that. And with that, we hope you have a phenomenal week. And remember, you can